So the question is, how do women like us, age 50 plus, and dealing with high blood pressure, high blood sugars, and rising cholesterol levels, how do we keep our health numbers under control while we're trying to squeeze all the goodness we can from our life? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. Join me as I uncover the secrets of living a plant-based lifestyle, including how to avoid taking medicine simply by eating whole foods, shed the extra fluff around your middle without being hungry or joining a gym, make big lifestyle changes even if you think you have no willpower, eat food you love with no portion control. Let's get your doctor to say, wow, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. All this without meds or restrictive dieting. I'm Robin Wong, and welcome to No Pills, No Hunger. Hi, everyone. Welcome to No Pills, No Hunger. This is Robin Wong. So glad you're here. You're listening to episode 203. And I just realized that my original 203 episode didn't upload. So you, you saw just, you heard the beginning, but not the whole thing. And so I am re-recording this and going to place it in there. So hopefully you can all find it uh, back under the same heading. It's just now you'll have something to actually listen to. Don't know what happened there. Uh, but, you know, the idea is we were going to talk about a fear of change and um, the idea of being fearless. So we will get to that. But first, I started my last episode uh, by saying, giving a shout out to a friend of mine who reached out to me um, in Santa Monica, who's been listening. Thank you so much. And for all of you that are listening, I appreciate um, your time. And uh, I'm so glad you're here. So I hope you're having a great week. So this idea of fear and why do we, why do we, um, you know, this fear of change and why, you know, how do we overcome it, I guess, is really what we want to talk about. And, you know, why do we even fear it? Sometimes it's like, why am I so fearful of this? And really it boils down to we fear change because we can't anticipate the outcome, all right? Um, it's the unknown, right? And whether it's, um, you know, you think of the, whether it's hiking up a hill and not knowing if you can make it or, a lot of people I know don't like to um, swim in water that they can't see the bottom because they don't know what's under there and they don't know what they can't feel and they don't know where the ground is. And I, I didn't know that until I was doing triathlons and people are like, yeah, I don't swim in anything. I can't see the bottom. bottom. And I'm like, really? That's a thing, huh? So, you know, but it, it really boils down to the same thing. You can't anticipate the outcome. And so, you know, but yeah, I like to argue the idea that staying the same or staying where you are can be almost sometimes riskier than changing. And so, you know, you risk kind of being left behind and you don't grow. And, you know, to me, that seems like a, a worse outcome than trying something and, uh, you know, maybe failing at it because we learn so much when we fail. It doesn't feel good, but we do learn a lot. And so this, this is sort of a paradox that, you know, although we kind of reject the uncertainty, um, you know, we have the skills to change and evolve, uh, you know, we do. And fear is kind of an emotion that gets in the way. 
and we lose clarity and our potential when we let it kind of dictate what we choose to do. And so, you know, when you think about it, and I, I like listening to a podcast um, by Brooke Castillo. She runs the Life Coach School. And this idea that, you know, circumstances are just our circumstances, but it's really the thoughts that we have about them that create this, um, this emotion. And, and then that creates what we do with it. And so when you, you know, and, and it goes to this whole chain of things that she calls the model, right? Um, but it's really this idea that our thoughts, we have control over our thoughts and how we choose to think about things then frees us up to how we're going to feel. And then based on how we feel and the actions we take and then gives us the result that we anticipate. So, you know, we are somewhat hardwired. Our brain is sort of hardwired to resist this uncertainty uh, because you think about it, it was trying to keep us alive, right? Uh, you know, our, our brain prefers predictable and, um, you know, negative outcome over you know, it, it almost prefers a negative outcome over an unpredictable one. And so, or an uncertain one. So, you know, your brain, you know, we are programmed to, you know, think about how our, um, our system works. It's fight or flight, right? It's, it's all about either we're going to flee to stay alive or we're going to fight to stay alive. So, you know, it's, it's, it's this, um, the way our brain works. And so, you know, um, it's a beautiful thing that our brain is, our mind is flexible and adaptive. And, you know, the, the good news is, is it can be trained to thrive and change. And, you know, but, but we're typically hardwired to really kind of resist um, anything that's going to put us in harm's way or that's uncertain. So I just think that, you know, when you think about this, it, it's it's really sort of freeing that, okay, I understand what's going on. You finally understand that, okay, this fear is normal. It's my brain keeping me safe. And, you know, I'm going to feel the fear, feel the emotion, understand it and still do it and still push myself to be fearless in a way and to, to take on that um, uncertainty and that risk and, and, and try something new that may not may may turn out well but may not right and that's the whole that's the whole thing so you know think about uncertainty actually feeds our fears even more uh, like i said our brain likes being in control uh the hunger for certainty is one of the brain's five functions uh and uncertainty really generates a strong alert response in our limbic system uh, and that's why we tend to worry uh, and that's why, you know, we speculate we'd rather, you know, create kind of a fictional story than to know what really happens. Okay. It's just a kind of a softens the, the blow, so to speak. And so just know that, you know, that's this uncertainty and the fear of it is what, what, what worry, you know, tends to feel like for me. I don't know how it is for you, but but that certainly um, is how it manifests itself for me. So one of the other things is, you know, accepting um, life's impermanence actually makes us suffer too. We have a hard time kind of moving on, you know, whether it's, um, you know, in a job or a relationship or 
even if you're changing for the better, if you're trying to better your health or whether that looks like losing weight or changing your lifestyle to make your diabetes better. Um, sometimes, you know, we kind of are, it's, it's, we don't know what to do with that change. It, it's scary. Even if it's for a positive thing, it's still scary, right? And so, um, you know, just know that this, um, you know, when you accept that nothing stays the same, that can not feel good, okay? Because we like being the same. And um, so, you know, just realize that our fear of failure also sort of feeds into this sort of aversion of change. And so um, I know I hear so many people tell me that they're perfectionists and just know that that keeps you stuck. All right, that, that's almost a way of keeping you stuck. And, um, you know, and putting that much pressure on yourself often leads to more mistakes. And so just know that, um, you know, this fear of failing stops you, okay? And, you know, and because we, we buy into the fact that we don't like change or it's not gonna go well. So I don't know, I just think that, you know, you have to kind of realize that to start sort of a new chapter in your life, and I see so many women do this that I work with, is that, you know, they what they recognize is that with, you know, I work with women with type two diabetes, and what they realize is they're doing all these things and not getting the result they want. Their health is not improving, their diabetes is not improving, in fact, it's going the wrong direction they're having higher numbers and being on more meds and in their mind it's like this doesn't make any sense the meds supposed to help why am i taking more and my numbers are getting higher and you know this idea that um, you can rewrite the story is is the first step and this is where i start with a lot of women going you know did you did it even ever occur to you there wasn't another way there is another way that yes this is one way you've been taught and, you know, but what if you could reverse those numbers down? What if you could get off your medicine? What would that be like? And so I think sometimes this, they think the, the, their destiny is written already. The book is already written on their life. And, you know, you know I kind of come in and stir the pot a little bit and say, no, we're going to rewrite the chapter. Okay. And just know that, that it's going to require some change. And that's where it gets a little dicey for them sometimes because, well, it's like, how much change? And what does the change look like? And, you know, will my family let me do it? And, you know, what if I can't make the changes? Am I doomed forever that I'm going to never get, have any good results? And, and so I just want you to realize that that's your fear talking. And, and the beauty of this is, is that, you know, that, that's why I work with women. I help them on that path. I help them. They still have to do the work. There's no doubt. They're the ones putting the food on in their fork. They're the ones doing the cooking or making the food choices. But I give them choices. I give them suggestions. I give them support. When they when they maybe backslide, we get them back on track. I have them, I hold them accountable, and teach them how to hold themselves accountable, which is a big part of it. And I just think that you know they they address the fear. They address the change. And that's what it means to kind of be fearless. And that's what I want you to think about, okay? And, you know, they realize that 
this idea of perfectionism and this idea of doing it perfectly, of eating perfectly, there's no perfect diet. I'm, you know, just listen to me, there's no perfect diet. Okay, we're focusing on eating pattern. One meal is not gonna make or break your health. It's this idea that, you know, um, what are you doing the majority of the time though? Maybe you can look at that and improve that. And just know that with diabetes, it is, um, it's so individual. It is so individual. It's not a one size fits all. And this is what I have learned the most in working with women and patients or clients in general is that, you know, it's really um, an individual journey. And, you know, there's been a lot of similarities, of course, and a lot of the approaches I use work for everyone but they're tweaked a little bit different to adjust to that person's lifestyle, that person's preferences, that person's culture, whatever that might be, you know? And so, and that's where it becomes the lifestyle. So um, anyway, I guess I get really excited about this possibility because so often when you have diabetes, you start to realize that, oh, it's, it's my genetics, it's my destiny. Like you say, you think that book is written and and then when you when you start thinking maybe it's not and that's you know i want that's what i want you to start thinking what if there's a different way okay and and you could do this and then the next thing that you start kind of thinking about it and that's when fear pops up well i've tried it before it's not going to work or you know i can't lose weight or it is in my genetics or the what ifs they just beat you down Okay, and I want you to change that dialogue and challenge it and say, what if, what if it did work? What if I did tweak a few things and it made a difference? What if I didn't quit so soon, right? You know, what, what if I had a coach and a support system, would that look differently for me and accountability? And so, um, you know, so the whole point of this podcast really is for you to call out your fear and just recognize it for what it is. It looks like excuses. It looks like, um, you know, uh, rationalizations. Uh, you know, uh, so often, it, often I'll hear, I'm trying, I'm trying. And here's the thing with that is that's a, a way of your brain staying the same and keeping you stuck because either you're doing it or you're not doing it. There's really very little trying involved. Um, and it's, it's so funny. I, I saw a Tony Robbins a talk one time where, he, this lady kept saying she was trying to do something and he said, okay, I want you to stand up. And she did. And he said, I want you to try to pick up that chair. And she reaches over and she picks up the chair. He says, no, that's picking up the chair. I want you to try to pick up the chair. And so she stood there and did nothing. And so it was a very, um, you know, obvious point that you're either in action doing or you're not doing, okay? And that's it's like this, this idea of trying stops you. It keeps you stuck, okay? And it's just another way of your fear sort of um, buffering from, you know, keeping you from uh, really going all in. It's like, I'll give it a try. No, you're not committed and your brain knows that. And so it keeps you from achieving your goal, okay? So, so I covered a bunch of stuff in this idea. But the takeaway I want for you to have is really, you know, just call it out for what it is and go, oh, yeah, that's my fear talking. And what am I really afraid of? What am I really afraid of? 
that I'm going to not reach my goal and everybody's going to know, you know, um, and they might, but who cares? Okay. You know, I think it's way easier to do nothing and stay the same and never challenge that and move forward. And that, you know, that for me is far worse. This idea of, um, the idea of failing is far, doesn't seem as bad to me as this feeling of regret of wondering, I wonder if what I could have done if I had, you know, if I had gone for it, if I had really uh, believed in myself and done it. Okay. And, and so it's like, you have to choose, you have to choose. And if you have diabetes and you're not getting where you want to go, you need to choose now. Okay. And get on it because it's not going to get better by doing nothing. Right. And I want you to really hear me when I say that ignoring it, um, half-hearted doing stuff, following the wrong plan uh, is not going to get you where you want to be. And it, your diabetes will progress slowly or, or more quickly. Who knows? But it will progress. And um, I have, I work with a group of women and I see this, you know, many of, some of them now are, have come and they're at pre-diabetes, which I'm so thankful for because we can do so much and so quickly to get them back in the, in the safer zone. But the longer you wait, the harder it becomes. And so, you know, take on your fear. Okay. Take it on, challenge it and do something for yourself. Your health matters. You matter. Okay. All right. So that is my my second go at this uh, at number 203. All right. Uh, I'm sorry if you're tuning back in. I'm sorry that, uh, you know, it wasn't there. Do you know, not know what happened to that. So um, it's time to be fearless. Okay. Feel the fear and do it anyway. All right, everyone. Have a great day. Talk to you soon. Thank you for tuning in today. I know there's about a million ways you can spend your time and I really do appreciate that you spent some time with me. Thank you. If you got something out of this episode and know someone who would also appreciate it, make sure to share it with them. We are all trying to get healthier in order to live well and you can show them you care about their health by sharing these messages. Want to start improving your health today? One place I like to start with clients is breakfast since morning habits are the easiest to build. That's why I created a guide called Three Breakfasts to Lower Blood Sugars, which includes easy, delicious recipes for my favorite meals to start the day. Pick it up today for free at page.nutritionwithrobinrdn.com forward slash guide, or click the link for Three Breakfasts to Lower Blood Sugar in the show notes. Thanks again, and see you in the next episode.